This was brought to you by Franklin County Internet Gaming Society on YouTube and Facebook. Mortal Souls originated from on high and descended to the lower realm, seeking manifestation of flesh. Once their sojourn was accomplished, they would ascend again to their source to be renewed. On their descent, they would strip away their celestial remnant and don garments of clay discarding memories of the realms of time. They arrived in the lower world, ignorant like children, eager and curious to learn anew. When their cloaks of clay finally crumbled, they would rise again as sparks from a flame, called by the stars to return in glory, mature with the wisdom they had gained during their time among the limited and uncomprehending forms of the lower realm. So it is said that mortals came to be clay bodies worn by luminous souls in forgetfulness. But the reason behind why mortal souls were forced to descend at all became a source of contention. Some magis claimed it was how the universe came to know itself. Others said it was a punishment levied by mad and cruel gods. A terrible cycle designed to keep mortals from becoming more than gods. Still others said it was a challenge meant to be overcome. A trial that only the fit could pass. Only those whose souls had journeyed inward to the astral spaces and who passed the test put to them by their daemons could remember the truth and so ascend in life and escape the cycle of incarnations. Celestial ladder. The power to warp the very scheme of creation soon outstripped the wisdom of those who wielded it. The hubris of the magic of the magi rose unchecked. Many generations after the first had established Atlantis, their le legacy turned sour. Mage turned on mage, and so was born first wizard war. The victors claimed Atlantis as theirs and drove the losers to the far corners of the earth. Then, combining their power, they wrought a great spell and erected a ladder to the realms supernal. They spurred the traditional astral paths by which a sorcerer could approach the higher realms by means of a soul journey. For they sought to walk the celestial reaches in their own bodies. 
They storm the heights and claim the thrones of the gods for themselves, ruling from on high, no longer bound to earth. Even their petty dictates and whims became real, for they stood over the lower realms and influenced it with their very thoughts. The subtle veils were rented and the higher and lower worlds came together. The pure mixed with the impure and the universe trembled. Spurred by the imminent destruction and corruption of the world, the exiled mages banded together and assaulted Atlantis, climbing the star ladder and wrestling with the celestial mages in their heavenly palaces. Their struggles were terrible. The two sides clashed in a chaos of realms, and the losers, sorcerers of, on both sides, were flung from on high back into the lower realm, the fallen world. The ladder shattered, disintegrating into dust, leaving the victors beyond the reach of the earthbound mages. Where the ladder had been, reality cracked and fell into itself, creating a rift between the higher and lower realms. A terrible void that sucked life and energy into itself. The abyss divided the realms once more, keeping the high, pure realm from the taint of the low. This was no subtle veil, permeable to returning souls. It was a gulf of unreality and aberration that was never meant to be. What was before a single world became two worlds, the supernal world and the fallen world with a vast abyss between them. The veil between the worlds of spirit and matter hardened, becoming the daunting gauntlet, a variable, a barrier, impassable, except through magic. Shaken by the reverberation of the latter's destruction, the foundations of Atlantis crumbled and the island sank beneath the waves. The mystical place that had birthed the Magi was no more. The survivors would later wander. Was this the primordial event that created myths of the Flood and the Tower of Babel? Perhaps. Or Perhaps the war reverberated throughout time itself, endlessly repeating its disastrous finale in every human civilization to come. Once again, the enlightened escaped to the far corners of the earth, and there began the long, slow process of relearning what was lost. Hunted once again by monsters, 
Their progress was slow, for the need of survival came before the slow study of the mysteries. What more, those souls that had not already been touched by the realm supernal grew dim, like cold lumps of coal, hiding dim cinders within. Many forgot their magical heritage, and their souls entered a slumber deeper than they had known before. This great decline was known as the quiescence, the sleeping curse, the lie, cut off from the higher realms, divided from their birthright by the abyss. Souls could not maintain their luminosity and so fell into sleep. Worse, the gravity of the abyss pulled on them and weighed down the lids of their inner eyes, causing them to refuse any vision of the higher world. The mages, those who remained away, could no longer work their magic before those who slept without invoking the powers of the abyss. Only a rare few in any place at any time remained awake, tending the flame of supernal knowledge, keeping the lore of magic alive. The watchtowers with the abyss between them in this eternal world, the source of magic, mages' power began to wane. It became harder and harder to draw the supernal energies across the void, and when they could be drawn, they sometimes arrived warped and twisted, with effects unwanted by their wielders. In a number of years, all contact with the higher world would be gone, and all of humankind would sleep forever. Then, one by one, the watchtowers appeared, their flames sending beacons, beacons from the supernal realms across the vast night to the souls of the awakened. Legends tell of five Atlantean kings, the mage heirs of the awakened city, who led the fight against the Exarchs. They climbed the ladder and dueled within the celestial palaces. When the ladder shattered, they remained in the higher world and continued to resist the Exarchs. These were the oracles. Their numbers few, but their powers are potent. Realizing the danger the abyss posed for the lower world, the oracles broke off their fight with the exarchs and set off through the supernal realms, using lore beyond the kin of the exarchs. For they were royal heirs, privy to magical knowledge allowed to only the nobles. They each erected 
by magic a tower in a single supernal round modeled after the tall spire that had guided the first vessels to Atlantis. Five towers from five kings, each invested into their tower the virtues of their own souls in the sum of their magical knowledge imbued into the very stones of the structures. The watchtowers sent visions across the abyss to mages in the fallen world, calling to them as Atlantis had once called to their ancestors. Those who interpreted the visions properly and remembered following the lure of the watchtowers sent their souls into astral roads long untried. Through harrowing journeys, some of them finally arrived in astral form at one of the five watchtowers. There they carved their names into the foundation stones and awoke in their bodies. But they were no longer forsaken, for their names had been writ by their own souls. They once more claimed sympathy with the realm's supernal, although each only in that realm in which their watchtower stood. Watchtower of the Golden Key, founded in the ether, the round of the celestial spheres where lightning illumines the sky and magic falls like rain. Watchtower of the Iron Gulf, founded in pandemonium, the realm of nightmares, where the labyrinths of the mind can drive one, and all paths are illusion. Watchtower of the lead coin, founded in Stygia, the realm of crypts, where the treasure of the earth are hoarded and all things must one day end. Watchtower of the Lunar Gent founded in Arcadia, the realm of enchantment, where time runs strangely and a carelessly spoken word can rule one's fate forever. Watchtower of the Stone Book, founded in the primal wild, the realm of totems where flesh is forever renewed and the ephemeral is as solid as matter. This was brought to you by Franklin County Internet Gaming Society on YouTube and Facebook, Roger Hansen on Patreon, and Gaming with Infamous on Discord. Thanks for stopping by. Listen to our podcast on any of these platforms. Anchor. Breaker. Overcast. Pocket Casts. Radio Public. Spotify. Support us on Patreon. And check us out on Discord. All the links can be found in the video description below.
We thank you for your participation. If you enjoyed please like, subscribe, share, make comments. We love feedback.